everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. Well, here we go, and what a night have we got lined up for you here tonight. We've got champions coming up from the East Coast, the uh, in, uh, Pro Stock Tour out on uh, Canada's East Coast finished up just yesterday with the Tirecraft 200, and it was Cole Butcher going to victory lane. We're going to catch up with Cole here tonight. Uh, not only winner of that race, I believe he won four races this year out on Canada's East Coast, so good season for the 53 car. We'll also catch up with the 2022 champion. We got Craig Slonwood coming on the show. He drives the 99, and we'll hear from Craig here tonight. We've got, uh, we're hoping to have J.P. Josier from Peterborough Speedway, and we'll talk about the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend coming up next weekend. We'll also check in at Flamborough Speedway. A big day, Frosttoberfest happening there today. And uh, we're going to get some live stuff happening right from the Speedway. Hopefully catching up with the winners here tonight on the show, all live. And we'll also check in with Grant Enfinger out on uh, out in the U.S. side. Uh, he had a real good race going at Talladega International Speedway and uh, then ended up blowing a tire, and that was the end of his day, uh, consequently, and uh, probably his uh, chase hopes as well. Just two races left to go in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Did you happen to catch the races from Talladega today? Man, what a uh, what a weekend of racing at Talladega. Uh, of course, the trucks were green yesterday, along with the Xfinity Series. Uh, Got to put it out, A.J. Allmendinger wins. Um, how about Matt DiBenedetto winning his first truck race? He's only led one Camping World truck uh, lap, and that lap was yesterday at Talladega, uh, the one that counted. It took them a little bit after the completion of the race. Uh, caution came out. There was trucks all over the place. Uh, took NASCAR a little bit, but they wanted to make sure they got it right. And Matt DiBenedetto goes to victory lane. Um, but uh, we haven't got Matt on the show tonight, but we will have Grant Enfinger on the program in uh, hour number two. So we got lots coming at you tonight. Of course, our Canadian, uh, Jason White, was down at Talladega. He was really hoping to get in there and uh, race once again on the super speedway. He usually comes away with a good finish. Jason does, and uh, he didn't qualify. Truck was not quick enough. Uh, they missed the mark by just a little bit, and uh, by the sounds of it, he will be back to Daytona uh, in the spring. February will roll around, and it won't be long, and Jason will... Uh, Go at it again at uh, at Daytona. So uh, uh, heartbreak for him, to say the least. Uh, we're hoping that we're going to be able to catch up with Jason here tonight on the show uh, from Sun Peaks, BC. Uh, probably doesn't want to talk a lot about it, but I know there was a lot of Canadian fans tuned in to find out what Jay was going to be able to do again on the Super Speedway. And uh, lo and behold, it wasn't in the cards for him uh, truck just not quick enough this time around but uh that's what happens every now and then in the series and 
Uh, we're going to get off to the hotline, shall we? And let's get in guest number one. We have Cole Butcher all lined up, I do believe. Cole, what's going on tonight? How you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Fantastic, man. Congratulations on another huge win in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, the 53 car. You were spot on, man. That, too, was all over you like... Uh, like like a fat guy on a smarty, but you, you were up for the challenge. The 53 car went to victory lane. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Uh, action was good all day. So small light. So, uh, you know, any one of those cars were going to win. Unfortunately, well, we came out on top. Yeah, it was a dynamite race. Uh, watched it uh, on Tim's Corner TV or Tim's Corner TV. And, uh, yeah, good race all in all. You didn't start right at the front, Cole. You had to uh, methodically work your way through, but you did it. Um, that, and I got to ask you, that red that you've got the car painted looked different this time around. Is it a different red? It looked awful shiny on the front and the back. Uh, no, we had to start in the back due to the Riverside winning rule. You can't start any higher than... 10th or 11th or something like that. And as for the red, now it's the same red as always. Really? Just looked different uh, last night on uh, camera. It uh, caught my eye. I went, wow, that looks like a different red. I wonder if uh, Cole had changed that up. And I had missed it up until uh, last night's race. But, uh, man, what a show. Uh, it was uh, It was a very clean show. When you take a look at that race, uh, the Tirecraft 200, uh, and, you know, look back to the 250 uh, just back in August, man, there was no comparison. Everybody was sort of minding their P's and Q's yesterday. It was a great race. Did it feel good inside the car, too, I imagine? Yeah, it felt really good. Everybody was racing with lots of respect, and it went smooth as as you can ask for. I don't think anyone really got tore up, so so that's always a good sign. Now, hey, the brother in there in the 54 car, I was really hoping Jarrett was going to pull off a victory this year, but uh, he was so close a number of times again this year. He ended up uh, down in turn number one and two kind of earlier in the race. What happened with his car? Do you know? No, he had clutch problems. Ah, clutch. Yeah, that'll take you out in a hurry, won't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I bet. Now, uh, through the race, and I believe it was in the second half of the race, I'm not sure, uh, but I do recall hearing the guys talk about maybe some stuff coming off the 54 car and coming down to the 53. Uh, was there a transfer of anything? Did you uh, scavenge any parts off the 54 car? Not that I'm aware of. No? Okay. Well, I heard the guys talking about it on the broadcast but they weren't specific on any kind of part or what was being transferred or if there was. I think maybe it was just speculation more than anything uh, with uh, what you're telling us there. So uh, all in all, a good day, a uh, good season for you. What was that, four victories in the Pro Stock Tour or was that five? Uh, five wins total, two with the Tour. Wow. Wow, good season now is that is that is that a record for you in a season? Uh yeah, my I usually get a say this sounds coffee, but I usually have four wins a year. Um, but we were able to get five this year and we got four more races left. Hey, there's nothing cocky about that, man. Those are results. You work awful hard. You and the whole team work awful hard for those results. 
uh, you you got to be flying those flags pretty high in the shop, I can well imagine. Oh, for sure. Um, the start of the year didn't look very good, but at the at the end of it, it all came together, and that's what we work hard for. Exactly. Uh, Cole, uh, you've still, as mentioned there, have some races left. Uh, you're not hitting the couch yet. The car isn't going to be uh, uh, sort of hitting the bunk just yet. Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, you're you're busy again next weekend, right? Yeah, we're in lacrosse, speedway in Wisconsin racing. October first with the Arca Midwest Tour, and then we go to Winchester 400 with uh, CRA the weekend after, and then we have a couple weekends off. We go to Nashville for the 400, and then we have about I think a month, a little bit less than a month off. No, we're full month off. And then we go run the Derby. Ah, the Snowball Derby. That's got to be the one, Cole, that you've got uh, circled on that list. I know you got every one of those races that you want to go out and win. That's why you're going to go do them. But out of the ones that you got coming up, is there anyone that stands out more than the other? Would it be the Derby? Yeah, the Derby is the crown jewel of them all. So uh, we already get the Oscar 250 this year. So if we already get the Derby, that would be pretty... That'd be a pretty great year. Man, it would uh, really cap it off. What's it going to take to go out there and be victorious? Is the competition any different when you go south of the border than what it is at home out at Scotia? Um, I don't know, the last number of years in the tour, car count's been down, but I'd say the Maritimes as a, as a whole, the competition's fairly similar um, just a little different, but the competition's pretty stellar everywhere we go. Now, speed-wise, um, I know when you go down south uh, uh, sometimes. Now, are you going to take the 53 that you raced on the weekend? Is that the car that's going to go with you down south? Or do you pick up your other car that is down south already? And the difference between that car that you raced down south and this one, is there drastic changes uh, to the car? Uh, yeah, I have one north. I have a car in North Carolina. So I stay there year round. So uh, it has two, three hundred more horsepower. That's um, pretty well. It um, shocks and everything are different. The tires are a little bit different, but the motor is the biggest thing. It's a super late model compared to a pro late model that we run here. Yeah, so it feels different. Uh, how about crew-wise? Do you take the same guys down with you, uh, the crew of the car, or do you have a U.S.-based crew that you work with when you head down there, and then when you're up here, you got these guys? Uh, depends on the race. The Derby, my guys will come down, and they'll be there. Um, but they're kind of there, just relaxing, enjoying the time off. Um, and I have... Uh, Wilson Motorsports, crewing the cars. So will Jared go down with you, too, when you go to run the Derby? I know he's had uh, fairly decent success in the Snowflake, and uh, he, he's ran along good in the 54 car. Will he be going down south as well, or is it just going to be you and the guys? Uh, he'll, be run, he'll be running the flake this year. Yeah, good. Good. So we'll have that to look forward to. Any other talk from any of the other competitors that you uh, race against out at Scotia? Be heading down south with you. 
not really. I think Swanlight's going to go down and watch, and uh, Austin McDonald, I think, is racing the flake. But other, other than that, I have I haven't heard of anything. Yeah, the 08 of Nicholas Noggle, I know oh, just. Yes. Nicholas, Nicholas is going to go. He's going to run the flake in the derby. Is he? Good, good, good. Yeah, because he just come off a, uh, a run at five flags, I guess, trying to get some of those uh, all-important laps in. Uh, he was just down there, what, two weeks ago, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, Cole, you've got uh, just a few days. You're going to turn it around, head south. Uh, talk about the sponsorship on that race car. I know it means a ton to you. Uh, they they look fantastic, and you got the same supporters it seems year after year. Uh, for sure, I know we have James He's been with us since day one. David, Pixie, Greg, Mom, Dad, Jarrett, Kirk, Huey, um, Craig, Bugsy, Joel, Tyler. Uh, everybody's kind of been around forever. Um, Atlantic Hill, Top Construction, Hangout Fisheries, BS. PFC Brakes, Tilton, uh, Tilton Performance, Cliff Spring, Route 7, Excavating, Murray Davis. Um, those guys have been with me forever, and hopefully we continue. Oh, yeah, and hopefully the results keep rolling on through. Uh, you do a great job for all of those uh, supporters, and uh, the crew guys, uh, you guys got a whale of a team, Cole. And it really, uh, you know, it, it's a building process, isn't it? Like when you take a look back on how much it took for, you know, the team to glue together for you to have the success you're having this year. Uh, it's, you know, it's got a lot to do with the past, right? Uh, 100%. Everybody learned together, and this is where we've gotten because of it. So, uh, you know, all we can do is, is keep going up, hopefully, and... Uh, Cole Butcher, you're always uh, uh, welcome on this program, and we surely appreciate the time each and every time uh, to jump on here with us and uh, be able to celebrate the successes uh, that you've had behind the wheel of the 53. In 2023, final question for you tonight, bud. In 2023, you're going to go back and try and get that championship again in the Pro Stock Tour? Are you done watching Craig win it? If the tour gets their act back together, I'll probably return, but I guess that's up to them. So we'll have to see what they're willing to do next year um, and go from there. You betcha. Uh, Cole, safe travels down south. You know we'll have our eyes glued on you all the way through and probably be uh, bugging you to get back on the show and get us up to date on how things went next weekend and all the way through, my friend. All right, perfect. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. You betcha. That is Cole Butcher, driver of the 53 in the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, what a competitor. Uh, look at the success he's had this year, including, of course, the Oxford 250 and uh, the, the Tirecraft 200 that he just won yesterday. Success is uh, something that these guys have worked very, very hard to do. And uh, like he says, uh, he's usually good for about three, four wins a year. This year has been extra special, and he still has more races on the docket uh, to go after. Uh, he is one tough competitor on both sides of the border, and we're sure proud of him up here in Canada. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold 
as uh, time clicks on here, of course, the fall season, uh, all the big specials are all coming around now, including, you know, there's a big one today at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, Gary Elliott that normally runs out on the East Coast. He's uh, moved out there the last couple of years. Gary has done a homeward bound trip, and he is at his own home track turf uh, at Flamborough Speedway where uh, the Ironman of Canada has had a billion laps. Uh, he's out there racing probably as we speak right now. Uh, we hope to catch up with Gary Elliott and get you all kinds of results from Flamborough Speedway a little bit later in the show. But we're up alongside of break number one. We're going to hit this break, and when we come back, the champion in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, the 99 of Craig Slon White, is going to be up next on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. We're just getting started. Come on, wake up, honey. I got a little money coming my way. We got to get out of here. If you find me some cigarettes, little whiskey and me. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th and 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. All right, man, you're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. That's all you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features. The late models and junior late models along with Outlaw Midgets added to the belt. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Pure Speedway and Pure Country bring you to Crown Jewel Racing the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit PeterboroughSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver! Good job! Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. 
And welcome back, everybody, all live tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, also on Racetimeradio.com. And check us out on our uh, YouTube page. It's Racetime Radio TV on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to give us a little uh, subscribe on there, and you'll never miss a Racetime Radio again. Uh, so glad you could tune in tonight. We got a busy one for you, and the action continues. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in the 2022 East Coast International Pro Stock Tour champion. He is a defending champion. He drives the number 99. His name is Craig Slonwhite, a familiar name here on Race Time Radio. Craiger, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm, I'm still not feeling that well, but things are good. Oh, you're not feeling well because of so much feeling good yesterday, or is it yeah. not, not feeling good because you got a cold like I had two weeks ago? No, no, took a race to the rev limiter last night, I think. That oh boy, take it to the limit is what the Eagles always said, right? That's right, exactly. Well, you did it again, Craig. Look at this. Two championships back-to-back in that 99 car. And uh, I, I got to allude to what Tim Terry was saying in the interview with you after the race, saying, Craig, wasn't so long ago you were ready to hang the helmet up and call it a day. And look at you now, two championships and how many wins? Oh, geez, two championships and eight wins, I think. Wow, wow. two-year span, yeah, yeah, quite quite crazy. Isn't that amazing, Craig, like to, uh, and it's not like you weren't putting the effort into it when you had the other 99 car uh, three, four, five, six years ago. Uh, the effort that you put forth uh, was second to none each and every time you went on the track. Man, you were even like a Cat 250 winner. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think back, Craig, I've known you for a long time. I've never, ever seen you or your crew sort of laying back on your laurels and trying to wait for a race to come to you. You guys have dug every single lap of every single race. Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's been my mentality and everybody that's been around me for many, many years ever since I started is the never give up mentality and, and, uh, you know, surround yourself with good people and good things will happen. And, and here we are. And it's, uh, it shows, right. Uh, and, and again, yeah, we never, we, we put, we put so much time and effort in, uh, over the years in previous cars, um, Matt and I and, and Shane, we, we slugged hard in the shop for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, when you, when you just, when you don't have the smarts, I guess, not smarts, but when you don't eat, breathe, and sleep it daily as your job, and you, you, you know, you, you take guesses on setups or you're, you're, you're listening to this guy and listening to that guy. Um, we thought we were, we were going to be really good from time to time. And, you know, you just, you hit the, you hit the right setup as a one-off, but, you know, for the last couple of years, um, having Andrew and King competition preparing the car for us, I mean, it, it's what they do for a living. Um, Andrew eats, bleed, eats, breathes, sleeps, studies. Uh, he races all around the country with people. He's learning stuff every single day. Um, and it just, it takes you to the next level. It's, 
it's something that I never would have believed until I got to experience this. Um, you know, I looked, I looked at Cole and Dylan and guys like that over the last few years. That like, how can you be that good? Mm. But when, when the old saying, you know, races are won in the shop. Uh, those guys eat, breathe, and sleep it as well, and they. They learned a lot of things at a young age, and they're good drivers. The way they come up through Bandolero Legends and uh, right into a pro stock car, and you know, to to have something that when you unload, all you got to do is make maybe a sixteenth packer, sway bar sweep, maybe track bar a little bit, like tiny, tiny little adjustments to get you right to near perfect. Um, it's it's kind of unheard of. It's something that me and my guys never really got to experience over the years. We'd we'd have two or three different setups going to the track um, years past, and you'd, you'd be you'd be wore out when you got to the track because you worked all week on it, mm. and then you'd be wore out the day of um, slugging to try and and get fast. And I'd be driving 150 percent every single lap, whether it be practice or heat race feature, whatever, to kind of keep up. And and now it's just. I mean, it's a it's a pleasure. It's it's unreal. What you can you can relax. You're you're rested when you get to the track on Friday night, and Saturday's a good day at the track. You're not slugging your whole load trying to trying to find two three tenths. You're you're basically rating right the wheelhouse as soon as you unload, and it, it makes for a good time. Well, you got to be up for the task too, and so does the crew. I know Andrew Hicken and uh, King Competition, as mentioned there. Uh, you know, a- Andrew does a phenomenal job. Uh, but you know, the, I guess the best analogy is uh, I-, I could give you a helicopter, but if you don't know how to fly it, uh, it isn't going to be you know worth too much to you uh, to have a helicopter. Uh, and you have got to be up for the task. You got to be able to give them guys the input that they're looking for. It's not all car. There's a lot of driver input, a lot of team input that goes into it. And I might add, it has to be a good car and it has to have, uh, the I's dotted and T's crossed for all of that to happen. But it is no fluke, Craig Slon White. When you go out there and lay down what you have done, over the past two seasons in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, it has to validate all of those hard nights in the shop, all of the time that you guys have been putting in, and it's got to validate it to King as well. Like, they've got to, uh, they've really got to look at it and go, hey, we've got a real good driver in Craig's lawn wet. It's got to be a team, and I believe you guys have got it all put together right now. Oh, it is. It's a whole team effort, absolutely. And as I said in my interview yesterday, it doesn't just stop. It doesn't stop at, at when it leaves the King shop. It, it doesn't stop when it leaves my crew guys. It doesn't stop. You know, look at our our wives and girlfriends that come with us every single week and prepare the food and just you know there to cheer you on and and stuff like it. it no, it doesn't. It there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and a lot of dedication behind a lot of people to make these things go around a circle. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite the ride. We're with Craig Slon White tonight, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167, the 2022 East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, the driver of the 99 car. Craig, uh, when you look at the season, 
Uh, and you look at last year. Last year, uh, the, you know, the championship, it was the COVID season, the year from hell, if you will, uh, where you guys managed to get some races in. Uh, you know, the competition was there. The fans weren't able to attend. This year, in stark contrast, we were able to have fans at the track. We were able to, uh, you know, go out there and celebrate like you guys did last night. Uh, is this year's championship any sweeter than last year, being at the second championship in a row? <laughs> you know what? It, it's uh, it's definitely different. It's um, They always say that the second one's harder to get, um, and we still happen to get it in a, in the second year, or in a row, I guess you could say. Um, and this year being different than last year, yeah, I mean, we were, we were back to a normal schedule. Uh, there was no restrictions. You didn't have to worry about, you know, how many fans were going to be or weren't going to be in the stands. Um, you know, how many cars couldn't travel across provinces and things like that. I mean, um, this year was different because you know, you know what it's like. It's, uh, like last year when the championship was nine races long. Well, you, you get the odd person that's, Oh, uh, it would have been a full season. If it would have been this, if it would have been that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might not have got it. So to to back it up in a normal year was absolutely what I wanted to do, and it's what it's what I set my expectation at the first of the year. I mean, after last year, it was basically I got to get another one. I I want to I want to keep this streak. I want I want to keep it rolling, and I want to get one with a with a full schedule, a full twelve race schedule, and and. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's not that it's not that it's sweeter, but it's just got a different feel to it this year. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I do. I do. I, I think I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, and I, I believe it heads back to that validation. Uh, this one here, backing it up with a second championship. Uh, not only is it hard to back to back, uh, but to do it uh, the in style the way that you did, Craig White has really got to be uh, like like putting that stamp on it and shipping it. Uh, you you have truly done it this year. And uh, full schedule, the competition, I don't believe, could get any tougher than what you were under this year. Uh, was this 99 car faster than last year's 99, or was it comparable, uh, you know, uh, driving both those cars? Were they, uh, was one quicker than the other? No, this is the same car. Same car, but speed-wise. Yeah, same car I ran last year. Speed-wise? Speed-wise. Was it a faster 99 this year than it was last year? Uh, you know what? It was. There was times when it, we, we definitely were faster. See, we, we ended up, um, the shock rule changed shortly into the new year, or shortly into the season. Mm. And I was still so used to the car on the what they call around here blue shocks and everybody else was on the same shock and I, and I think that we might have had a little bit of an advantage when it came to the blue shock package uh like last year and and then when it changed this year I think other people might have got a little faster and and then we had to step our game up and, and at the first of the year I was I actually stayed committed to the blue shocks uh and and kind of felt like maybe we were missing a little bit uh, because of the, the 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 new QA ones that we got to have more rebound and pin the car down, you know they 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 do better things. And um, I wasn't a fan at the first, 
but again, with with more races under our belt, the car got better, and you know, I'm not going to say that it was a lot of a faster of a car than what we had last year. We just ended up getting those shocks uh, under us and figuring it out. And I mean, we've been we've been fast everywhere we've been. It's it's kind of crazy to be honest with you. Every every time, every track, it doesn't matter where we go, we're we're fast and. I try not and I try not and let practice times and all that kind of stuff get in my head. It's uh, it's just all about the feel of the car and and I know when I get that certain feeling in that car, um, we're gonna go to the front in a hurry. So yeah, it's, it's not uh, point and pray anymore, right? It's not point right. and pray. Yeah, yeah so pretty amazing. Pretty amazing when you look at the season that you guys have done uh, and to uh, be able to go out there and championship again. Uh, Craig, I'm going to ask you this question. Don't know whether you're going to like uh, the question or not, but, uh, you know, when you take a look at the effort of the 99 car, say, three years ago, four years ago, that was all your equipment. That was you, uh, you and your team rolling after it and uh you you were working with the great manufacturers and getting support uh then you did the big change you switched over to king uh financially was it uh like drastically more to do what you have been doing was it comparable to what you were doing with your own equipment and is the 99 car your car or is that king racing no, no, it's all my gear. Uh, I own it all, um, and obviously it's my my sponsors that are on it. It's just, it's just that I had bought the car from King, from Jonathan, really, uh, and then, I mean, those guys knew the car. Andrew, Andrew builds them. Uh, Corey sets them up. Jonathan's now over here working on them. I mean, it's uh, it's it's no different when you're when you're at home doing landscaping on your property and you're doing it yourself. What's it cost you in labor? Nothing. So if you want to call a landscaping company to come in and landscape your yard, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Right. So, of course, it does cost a lot more money. But look what I've done in two years. Yeah. I went from I went from wanting to give up, um, hanging the towel, to signing up with these guys and it making me realize at 41 years old, you could drive a race car and win championships and win races. So. Yeah. It's it's one of those it's one of those things that uh, yeah it costs a lot more but what doesn't cost anymore yeah right? exactly and on a check and balance too if we, you know you're getting the results you're getting the wins you're getting that maybe some of that will offset and you never know at the end of the year when you do the check and balance maybe it works out better this way. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, the thing is, is when you can when you can run this good. And you can you can get better payouts at the end of the night, great. But this year was a little little more difficult on us because I didn't get that I didn't get that big money win this year. And that that ten or fourteen or fifteen or eighteen thousand dollars that you can get in some of these races um, in the two fifties and then the Mike Stevens two hundreds, they they are what help the bills so to speak. But I kind of hit the bed hard when it came to the 250s and the Mike Stevens this year and got nothing out of all three of those money races. So that, that hurts the pocketbook a big, big time, right? Oh, and so, it would too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there last year, I think that was 
to Mike Stevens alone was uh, $14,000 something dollars. I mean, that, that catches you up with your bill. And, and when you bank on, when you bank on making a paycheck to pay bills and it doesn't happen, it hurts. <laughs> Oh, and it would. Craig, do you ever look south of the border? We hear Cole Butcher, uh, you know, he's heading south next weekend. He's got like four or five races that he wants to do down south. Uh, those are maybe not historically high, high dollar races, but they do pay, you know, good coin uh, with the success that you've been having up here. Do you ever get tempted to look south and say, you know what, going to go down there and I'm going to pick one or two of these and I'm going to go after it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I want to big time, but it's, it's no different. If you need the sponsors to do it, and the sponsors that I have, lucky enough, you know, they get us through our year up here. And then when it comes to you can spend you can spend as much money in two races going south of the border as what you would spend up here in almost a season. So you gotta have you gotta have some backing behind you. I mean, do I? I've got two races in the back of my mind that I want to do. Uh, next year we're gonna do the Oxford 250 for sure, mm-hmm. and I'd like to get to the Snowflake race, the, uh, the Derby weekend uh, in Florida. So um, they're they're on my radar. Um, if the funding appears, we will do them. And if not, then it is what it is. I mean, it's. Uh, there's nothing you can do about it when you don't have the money to to go and chase those big races that are that are down there. I'd I'd love to. I'd love to race down there five six times a year if I could. But right, you know, but there's there's nothing wrong with having the success that you're doing up here on this side of the border and uh, doing what you're doing, Craig. It's been an outstanding year. Uh, you've always been there for us as well. Uh, each time you've. Uh, uh, been gracious with your time, uh, you know, I'll text you and say, hey, and you go, yep, here you go. Uh, and we surely appreciate it uh, to have you as a champion on here. You're a well-deserved one. Uh, just uh, amazing to see the season that you had. Let's quickly talk about the Tigercraft 200 yesterday. Uh, it kind of looked like you were going to be finishing the year with a victory, the 53 car was incredibly strong. So was that two car. He had a really good season, Ashton Tucker. Uh, the, those two guys there were definitely quick cars yesterday, but the 99 car was right up there as well. What else did you need to go to victory lane yesterday? Or you or Were you content with where you were, the situation, and say, okay, that's it for the year, I'm good? No, I wasn't content at all. I was quite mad that we didn't win that race last night. Um, you know, it's uh, one of those things that everybody's like, oh, you just need to make a lap and then ride out the season. And in my mind, well, if I only needed to make a lap, then it's time it's time to go win the race. So I had in my mind that I wanted to leave there last night with the win and the championship. I mean, just like anybody would want to, but that was, that was my goal. And... As far as I'm concerned, we got the car where it needed to be. I mean, I started, I think, 12th or 13th or something, and uh wasn't long. I was at the front and took the lead from Cole, I don't know, probably lap 40 or 50. I, I actually don't even know, somewhere around there. Uh Led to the halfway break, took tires, and just before the halfway break, I ran over a spring that came off of Jordan Mino's car, uh. and it tore the ductwork great over to the car um so the guys literally had to spend the whole 10 minutes taping up the 
taping up the ductwork, and uh, we needed to. Um, not that we didn't. Not that we didn't concentrate on making the right adjustment. It was just like that happened, and it was kind of like half half mad that seriously a spring was going to take our take our night out. So, anyways, went out and the car was good as soon as we. Uh, took the green at lap one, one hundred one or whatever it would have been, mm-hmm. um, and then it just started tightening up. And I don't know if our stagger went away from us or whatever, uh, but all that, that's all it took. It just needed to tighten up that little tiny bit. And Cole and Ashton were all over me, so it was like, you know, I'm not gonna, not gonna try and battle these guys. Let them go, and hopefully they're gonna battle themselves right back behind me again. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. And, and you'd uh, be in they, position. Yeah, and they they ended up staying they ended up staying pretty good uh, in front of me. I mean, I mixed it up with them on a couple restarts. I was able to I was able to to go pretty good on a, the short run. I think I got up in underneath Ashton a couple times, ran second, and then he'd get back by me. And then uh, and those two checked out a tiny little bit there at the end. It was just uh, I mean, it was a good race. A lot of people are saying it was a real good race the whole way through. So um, you know, no, I wanted to win the race, but. We finished on the podium and the championship and straight forward. Yeah, it was a phenomenal race watching it yesterday. Uh, I, I was totally impressed. Uh, of course, wishing I was there calling that baby along with Tim and Dylan and uh, even Chris Hughes up in the broadcast booth helping uh, Tim and the guys out. Uh, he did a great job up there. Nice to hear a driver in there. Uh, to give some input in what you guys are potentially going through inside those race cars. And it it was a damn good show last night and a great way to cap the season off. If you get your wish list, champ, what will you see for the 2023 edition of the uh, Pro Stock Tour for next year? Is there any kind of little tweaking that you'd want to see done uh, that would energize everybody once again and have that place just jamming? Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's there's a few of us that have a lot of ideas that we got to sit down with the, with uh, the tour officials and and have some conversation because a few things went on this year that not a lot of people liked and um, you know the morale is a little bit low. Uh, I mean, and I think that there's certain people around that it's no different than you know you got you got uh, let's say you're in an office of ten people and you got one bad apple it ruins a whole bunch. But when you when you have a tour like this and you've got a couple people that are out there beacon off, um, it, it, it kills morale. And so for number one, morale needs to get back up. Mm-hmm. Two, I think, I think money, you know, you can't, but nobody can afford to do this anymore. So if the tour as a business can go out and find more money to put back into the purse, I'm a firm believer that the guy that's finishing 10th to 15th, his, his, Expenses being tires and gate bill should should be paid. That should be it. Should be a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars to near finish last. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's almost number one reason why people can't go weekly. Mm-hmm. It costs double the amount of money to tow up the road right now. The tires are almost three hundred dollars each, um, and guys just can't afford it. They yeah. really can't afford it. Do people want to do twelve races? No, I I think ten race schedule would probably be be real good. I think it should be week on week off, week on week off. I think uh, you know a long weekend when people want to spend time with their families, do different things. 
there shouldn't be a race. Uh, you got to be careful, though, because that's when the tracks get an opportunity to pack up, right? So to, to make the yeah, money to do it. That, that, that's, I, I agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but those guys around here have done that anyway. You know, they're, they're having their own races, and, you know, there's, there's lots of talk that tracks are going to do their own thing next year and all that kind of stuff. But, right. you know, I think, I, think, I think the tour needs to be around. I really do. Um, and I think that there are some certain things that can happen that can make it strive again and uh, and not have a race on off for 250 weekend. You know, I'm sure yeah. Cole would probably throw his hat in and say, yeah, I'm going to race full-time again next year if there's no race on the on the Oxford 250 weekend. You can't race petty on the Saturday night, get geared up, and then go to the Oxford 250 for Sunday. Right. You've got yeah. to spend your whole weekend from Thursday on down there. Yeah, and that's like having, you know, somebody else having a big race on IWK250 weekend. It, uh, it's kind of a shame when that happens. You need to have those open spaces and coordination uh, and it just it's going to make the sport bigger. It's going to make it yeah. better for everybody and uh, make, make it more conducive to what we need as race fans, as competitors, and everything else. Champ, hit those sponsors because I know they mean a ton to you. Oh, yeah. No, can't forget them. Um, yeah, like uh, presidential ventilation, uh, Archibald drilling and blasting, RJ Motorsports. Um, Stones RV. Uh, oh man, King Competition, B and L Fulmore, Vandersigns, um, KC Marine Mechanical Insulation, um, Nails by Sydney, Dakin, uh, Prestige, Celeric uh, Enterprises, Rick Balser Welding. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm missing any here. Uh, They'd be an all more, I believe so. And there's there's some people that stepped up behind the scenes and bought a couple tires and and uh, paid a couple bills and such that their name's not on the car. That you know, I mean, they're they're just silent silent people that want to be involved. Uh, it's again, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah, and you're right, Craig. Uh, it takes uh, it takes a small army to put it all together uh, to go out and do what you guys do. And uh, congratulations on the championship, Craig. I know we're going to get you on through the off season. We're going to have lots of time uh, to do lots of bench racing and uh, prepare for 2023. Final question for you tonight. Will you go after the third championship in a row in 2023, or is that decision still down the road? <laughs> um, I think the decision is still down the road because um, I do think that the tour needs to needs to make a couple changes, and hopefully, if uh, if things change and go the way that I think a lot of racers want it to be, then I mean, no one's ever done it three times, so we'll see. Ah, incredible. Three times in a row. Three times in a row. Three times in a row. I hear you. That that would definitely be tough to do. Craig Slonwhite, congratulations on this year's championship and all the successes this year. And uh, can't thank you enough for joining us here on Race Time Radio. Look forward to the offseason as we can talk about lots. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on and 
thanks for what you guys do for the support. You betcha. That is Craig Slonwhite, the driver of the 99, and man, what a season. Uh, if you missed any of the races, look, we got a long offseason ahead of us. You want to get to timscorner.ca. Uh, and, you know, Tim racks all of these races. He broadcasted each and every Pro Stock Tour race from out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, you get an opportunity to go back and watch them. And, my dad, that Rev TV Canada is going to have some of those races on Rev TV throughout the course of the off season, as they do, you know, the stuff we were doing out on Canada's West Coast at Penticton Speedway and the RS1 Cup Series. All of those races from BC are all going to be on Rev TV throughout the course of the off season. Uh, I know we're going to get Mike Garrow on this show here. Uh, it won't be next weekend, probably the weekend after that. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk to him about what's coming up in the off season. But believe you me, it'll be a great time to contact your uh, television provider. And uh, if you don't have Rev TV Canada yet, you want to add that to your channel lineup because I'll tell you what, we've got a great off season. Uh, we had a great season of racing. And a lot of those races are going to be on Rev TV Canada that if you happen to have missed them, you'll be able to visit them and uh, watch not only some great racing here in Canada, uh, but a lot of the U.S. races are also on Rev TV Canada. Uh, check it out. Check your local listings. A great channel and a great supporter of Race Time Radio. We're going to hit this break. Action is going on at Flamborough Speedway. Brandon McFerrin wins the Superstock race. Uh, Garrett Demirzma was in there. Uh, Lane Zardo was also uh, making up your top three. We're going to try and get Brandon McFerrin on the show. We're going to try and get you some updates, some live stuff from Flamborough Speedway on the other side of this break. So stay with us. We will be back all live tonight on Race Time Radio. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro quick quick fire starters no harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJ. 
DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th to 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Right, man, you're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. You know you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features. The late models and junior late models, along with Outlaw Midgets, added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Peterborough Speedway in Pure Country, bringing you to Crown Jewel Racing, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit PeterboroughSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver, good job! Welcome back to Race Time Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I think I like it, too. Yeah. Joey Vinegar, check him out. Just Google him. Joey Vinegar. Uh, he's got some great tunes. Canadian guy. Uh, does a great job. And uh, he does all the music we do uh, through the breaks is Joey Vinegar. So check him out. Uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And we'll bring in the super stock winner from Frostoberfest at Flamborough Speedway. He just did it moments ago. His name, Brandon McFerrin. He joins us now on the hotline. Congratulations, Brandon. Way to go, buddy. Hello, Brandon. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. Congratulations on the big win today. That's got to feel super. Oh, it feels great. Yeah, we've been chasing the win for a long time. It's taken me three years to get back to the winner's circle, and uh, I feel like we did it on a big pla- uh, <clears throat> on a big platform, so it uh, feels great. I wouldn't doubt it. And look at you go. You get one of Mike uh, Mike Schmidt's uh, cherished trophies, I would imagine. Did you get one of those igloos? I've never. I've been chasing them for like seven or eight years now. So uh, as long as this deal's been going on, I've uh, I've always been the lady in black to, at this race. This bad stuff has happened. And uh, you know what? I didn't really think it was going to go my way tonight either. The car wasn't really where I needed it to be. Um, the first 25 laps of the race, and then we got that red flag, and it just came to me there. And glad to duke it out with my good buddy Lane Zardo. That was uh, that was fun. So uh, pretty happy to take that igloo home tonight. No, oh, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Uh, that that I feel great for you, uh, knowing that you have been chomping at the bit and being right there. Uh, good for you for getting the job done and going up against, you know, that Bester Forest Products thirty six. Uh, uh, Lane Zardo uh, has been one of those tough guys. Uh, same thing with uh, Garrett Tamirsman, that seventeen car. You topped some really good cars there today, my man. Yeah, them boys, when you go up against them boys, like you got Lane Zardo, Sean Chenoweth, Ethan Constable, and and all those guys, when you go up against them, you got to pull your socks up and uh, put it all on the line and get every, get, get, <clears throat> give it everything you have. So, uh, 
You know, I did. I feel like I didn't leave anything on the line. And you know, the Stewart Fifty Six, it was working pretty good tonight. Ah, Jeffy's got to be happy as well. Of course, Stewart's in here in Ontario. Uh, that's where you want to do your shopping uh, if you're going to be looking for any kind of farm equipment. Stewart's equipment. Uh, in Erin, Ontario, uh, Jeff Stewart, one of those guys that have been around forever, and uh, the the iconic '56 Kubota car. Uh, and Brandon, uh, take us back through the race. Uh, it was quite a show there today. Wish I could have been there, but I couldn't be there and be here too. Yeah, no. It, the uh, I started. I qualified six, uh, redrew second. And uh, we fell back to, like, six there pretty quick. Like I said before, like, we just didn't really have the car to uh, to fire off with the rest of them guys. And I kind of let them go, and uh, I just kind of chilled out in six there and rode. And like I said there, but with 20 to go, the car just came back to me and picked them off one by one. And uh, we had a late late race restart, I think, with 10 laps uh, left in the race. And, uh, you know, I knew I was a bit better than, than Lane. I wasn't sure about the 11 car. But Lane got around the 11, and then I caught Lane, and I'm like, yeah, we got a pretty good shot at this thing. And then with, with one to go, we got the white flag going into one, and I did use the chrome horn a little bit, but uh, nothing too aggressive, just enough to get him up out of his groove, and uh, we drag race to the finish. Hey, bud, when it's a big race and you've been the bridesmaid too many times, uh, you know, the nice Mr. Nice Guy goes out the window, and you didn't wreck the guy, you just raced him hard, just like they would to you, bud. No, no, not at all. We uh, we had a good laugh about it, and actually, when you guys called, we were just in my trailer having a beer, talking about it, and laughing. So it's all good uh, between us. I mean, we grew up together. Our families got to go way back. We we used to race bicycles in the backyard, practicing when we were like five and six years old. So it's pretty neat to go up against a guy like that and uh, and pull off a win against them. Pretty cool. You've come a long way, uh, and to get that igloo today has got to be something special. Brent, can I get you just to hang on? Uh, uh, we're live on Sirius XM. I'm going to throw it back to them in Toronto. There's a 90-second news update, and then we're back for hour number two. I still got a few questions that I want to go over. Do you got time? Yeah, no problem. I got all the time in the world. Okay. We're going to be back with you now. Things might get kind of quiet on your end. You won't be able to hear what we got going on because there's uh, multiple things happening on different levels. But uh, trust me, we're not dropping you. Uh, it's just going to get kind of quiet for a couple of minutes. That's that's yep. cool. Sounds good, guys. Okay, we got Brandon McFerrin with us. Uh, we're going to continue the conversation. I want to ask him about Autumn Colors Classic weekend that's coming up. That's one that I know uh, that's right in Brandon's backyard sort of thing. Uh, he's done a lot of winning there, a lot of races there. But we are going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on news and highlights. It takes 90 seconds, and then we're back for hour number two. More with Brandon McFerrin when we come back after this quick 90-second snap. We'll be back. Stay with us live on Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. Definitely sliding into it, out of control. Unbelievable how quickly things can change in racing. 
you just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. <laughs> And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, also live on Racetimeradio.com. And check out our new YouTube channel, uh, Racetime Radio TV. You can get that at uh, YouTube. Uh, and welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're with Brandon McFerrin, driver of the 56 for Stewart's. Uh, he wins today's Frostoberfest Superstock Edition. Uh, you went out there and topped some of the best in the country. Brandon McFerrin in Victory Lane. He's with us on the hotline. Brand, uh, so th- is that it for the season? Or I can well imagine you've got your eyes firmly planted on the 29th annual uh, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend coming up next weekend. Or what have you got planned? Uh, well, to be quite honest with you guys, I uh, I think we're going to go out on a high note. Um uh, 90% sure the car's sold, so I don't really want to risk it taking the autumn color, <clears throat> taking it to autumn colors and, uh, you know, wrecking it on the guys. So if, uh, you know, if the deal doesn't go through, we might, you might see the 56 there. I mean, it'd be a shame not to go after capping this deal off. So like I said, I think the car's sold, so we might just call it a year and uh, maybe go watch. Yeah, you don't want to twist anything up. Uh, good car sold. Uh, there's always next year that you can jump into it because you know you're gonna uh when you look down that road what are you thinking for 2023 that quick quick fire starter super stock series was going this year and uh so many big races for super stocks will you uh get another super stock or what's your plan bud yeah so actually uh you know we're working right along uh along the line with uh sean mcwarder at streamline race products um Sean's been helping me out for the last year and a half now. Um, you know, I can't thank him enough. He's got me to this point, and um, I really can't say enough about the program that he runs. So uh, we, this is a, this is like a McCall chassis that we took to him, and uh, he's just made it really, really good. And but we're just gonna sell it, and he's gonna build us a brand new uh, streamlined chassis. There's a few of them out there floating, like the 11 car I was racing with for the win tonight. That's a streamlined car. Uh, Miles Tyson just got uh, brought one out. He's been quick at the quick, quick races. So we're going to get me one of those cars for next year and, uh, you know, go see if we can't go get us a, a quick, quick championship. Man, uh, what, what a time. Uh, watching that series uh, and following along on uh, G-Force, uh, some tremendous super stock races. Uh, guys did a great job behind the wheel. Uh, it, you would be uh, definitely a threat to get out there and uh, duke it out with the best of them. And there's nothing wrong, Brand, with uh, going out on a high note. Uh, where will the igloo sit? Is it going to be in the shop trophy case? Where is it going to be? Well, I, I don't know where it's going to go. I got a little guy hanging around me, and uh, he says it's going to sit in his room. So uh, it might uh, might sit in Chase's room for. Uh, maybe i'll take it home in a couple weeks he can have it for a few (laughs) nothing wrong with that at all uh you mentioned stewart's on the car any other supporters on there that helped you out today 
Yeah, you know, like like I said, Jeff Stewart, Stewart's Equipment, uh, Kubota Canada, I really can't say enough about them. They stand behind me 110%. Um, they let me do this thing that I love so much. Um, NRD Byproducts, they helped me out as well. Um, you know, Streamline, Sean McWhorter, Mike Allen. Um, there's just so many people that are behind me. Ayla Chase, <clears throat> my mom and dad, uh, just everybody, my crew, my spotter Mikey all year, uh, and my tire guy, he, uh, he killed it, so... There's a throng of people standing behind me. I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few people, but uh, they all know where they stand, and I just couldn't do it without them. Well, congratulations on the big win. I think I can hear the pro late models twisting uh, behind you. You probably want to get a little bit of vision in before the season ends up for you is there. Is it the pro lights on track now? It sure is. Yeah, I'm just sitting in the truck now listening to them. They just got off a red flag. Somebody got twisted up, so. I'm going to go check it out and uh, see what it's all about. Well, we can't thank you enough for your time tonight. Congratulations on the big win, and uh, you did it, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you for everything you guys do as well. You betcha. That's Brandon McFerrin, driver of the 56. He won today at Flamborough Speedway. What a job, uh, and what a what an iconic race to win. You know, for Oktoberfest, uh, not enough said about Mike Schmidt from London Recreational. Uh, does a fantastic job, you know. Uh, uh, Oktoberfest, uh, that has historically always been at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, it's been there since I was a kid. Uh, I've gone to it many, many times. And uh, I'm going to say it was uh, 10 years ago or so, maybe even a little longer than that. Mike Schmidt from London Recreational, strong supporter of uh, teams, uh, Sean Chenoweth, the, the 35 of Andy Camrath, and uh, uh, it was Andrew Gerzel. Uh He was a good supporter of Andrew in the 81, and uh, many drivers uh, uh, have, uh, you know, had that LLR logo or LRR logo on the side of their race car. Uh, Mike jumped in big time uh, and created Frostoberfest. And uh, they, they've got these trophies that are hand-carved by a friend of Mike's up in Anuvik. Um And uh, his name's Hop, I believe, that handcrafts these trophies. And I'll tell you what, they're one of the most sought-after trophies in all of Ontario racing, guaranteed. And uh, uh, good to hear, Brandon, finally, not a bridesmaid anymore, uh, but he goes to the big show and he wins. Uh, and beating guys like Lane Zardo in that 36 Bester Forest Products Ford, uh, that's saying something, I'll tell you. Uh, along with, uh, you know, Garrett Tamirsma in the 17 car. And, uh, there was a great car count there today. For the Prolay models, I want to say there's 27 cars uh, that are there at the Speedway. I don't know if they started them all, but we will find out as the night unfolds. Uh, with cars on track, a little hard to get the drivers at this particular point. Uh, Gary Elliott, the 36 uh, Quaker State Machine. Uh, we haven't seen Gary in Ontario in a couple of years. He's been out on Canada's East Coast and running the Pro Stock Tour out there. Uh, with the uh, big hurricane that went through last weekend, the races did get canceled. Uh, Gary had planned to be at Flamborough Speedway for Frostoberfest today. So he consequently missed the last race of the Pro Stock Tour uh, in efforts to uh, be at Flamborough Speedway today. So we hope to catch up with Gary Elliott 
before the end of the show. I don't know whether we're going to be successful. I don't know how many laps are in just yet at Flamborough Speedway, but we're going to try and get the winner of the race. We're going to try and get you uh, all the information that we can before the end of the night. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get off to the other side of the border. We're bringing a good friend of Race Time Radio, the driver of the 23 champion uh, truck in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. We got Grand Enfinger that's going to jump on here with us on the other side of the break, and we're looking forward to catching up with Grant. So stay with us. We will be back with lots more tonight, live on Race Time Radio. She was a girl in a short dress. I was a boy in a charcoal vest. When the winter wind came calling, that orange like a stalling. I was the one who kept waiting. From coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th to 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Right, man, you're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. You know you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B-Features, late models and junior late models, along with Outlaw Midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Peterborough Speedway in Pure Country bring you to Crown Jewel Oil Racing, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit PeterboroughSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver, good job! Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look. Feel. Be epic. At epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! Here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, Still getting over this cold that I've had for two weeks, so hopefully I don't start going into a, a choking fit. 
Uh, but we're going to try and keep it all glued together. Uh, we're going to get back to the hotline and bring in a real good friend of Race Time Radio, and it's been far, far too long since we've heard from this driver. Uh, he drives in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Uh, he is one of the best. And uh, he drives the 23 Champion Equipment uh, machine, and it is Grant Enfinger. He joins us on the hotline. Grant, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Joe. I appreciate you having me on. Man, it's been way, way too long. Uh, we, we, we missed your win. We've A uh, uh, lot of water's gone under the bridge since you and I were uh, on, on this channel, and uh, the season has been going real good up until the tire popped on your truck on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, anytime you go to Talladega, you know, you got about an 80% chance of, uh, bringing it home on the hook. Um, and it's, and it's not normally a tire that is, uh, the, the cause of that like it was for us, uh, yesterday at Talladega. So un- unfortunately, um, yeah, Goodyear brought some, some goofy tires this time around and, and we we're having some, some cordon issues, um, kind of, uh, throughout the field. And, um, it was, uh, unfortunately took, took five or six of us out. Um, so, so yeah, just a little bit of a bummer. It's a place we, we normally don't really have any tire wear. Um, so I kind of caught, caught everybody on, off guard on, on pit road and, um, trying to, to kind of do what we needed to, to, to keep ourselves in contention. And, um, yeah, just, just went away at the, at the wrong time. I felt it starting, starting to go away going into turn three and the middle of turn three and four. I tried to ease up and, uh, just, just got, got clipped from behind and, and uh, ended up wrecking it. So unfortunate into our day. I always uh, want to have a good show and it's a, it's a home state. But uh, Speedway racing, you, you're going to have that kind of stuff, I guess. And beautiful weather, too. Uh, usually in the fall, it's kind of a, one of these, one of those kind of things. Uh, but not so this year. I thought, man, this is perfect. Uh, we're going to have perfect perfect weather. Uh, things are going really good. And Grant, whenever I watch a truck race, uh, I've definitely got my eye keyed in on that championship machine and uh, on the champion machine. And uh, watching you come through, I thought, man, Grant's in good shape here. And he was coming. Uh, did it feel good in the truck? Were you happy with everything up until the time the thing let go? Yeah, I think overall we had a pretty solid champion power equipment Chevrolet. We, um, I don't know if we were the, the class of the field or anything like that, but but we were in contention. Um, seemed to seemed to be pretty good at pushing. Um, never really led a line um, to, to know how good a, how good we'd be leading. But um, but overall, just a, just a, a solid solid truck that uh, the Jeff Hensley and the guys brought me. And um, you know, unfortunately, it just just didn't pan out the way it needed to. So we've uh, you know we're we're in quite a quite a hole going into Homestead. Um, basically we've, we've got to win the race there at Homestead to, to make it to the, the championship four there at Homestead. But, um, it's something my, myself and, and Hensley have been able to do before. We, we've been in this spot before. Um, definitely not a spot we, we'd like to be in, but, but we have been able to dig ourselves out of it before. So definitely gonna, gonna have to pull out all the stops and, um, you know, Put, it, put everything on cue and, and hope for the best there at Homestead. Uh, winning your in. Uh, that's the mantra, and that uh, seems to be what works. So it doesn't matter how far back. I know, what what is it, like 25 points or something like that, whatever it was. I looked at it earlier today. 
Uh, and you are back. Uh, but, it, Grant, that's the beauty of this. Uh, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? It's, um, it's not the traditional way, and now it has been over the last four or five years. But, uh, you know, we're, we're used to seeing that long-endurance season uh, up until, uh, you know, the new format rolled out. And it's kind of a double-edged sword. But if you win, you do stay in and you do continue on. And Homestead Miami Speedway, is that a track that's real good for you? I know you like riding up high. And definitely that's the line around Homestead. Yeah, I think uh, I think Homestead is uh, is pretty much all of the drivers' favorite tracks, I think. It's uh, it's just a, a place that you have so much tire wear, you're... Um, Man, you're 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 adapting each and every lap um, because you, you just the pace falls off so much, um, which is great. I mean, I think that's what provides really good racing. I think that's what shows really good drivers and really good crew chiefs and, and, and trucks. Um, you know, you, you have to be able to adapt to all those situations. So, um, yeah, and, and I've gotten comfortable running the walls there the, the last few years, and um, we're definitely going to need to do that when when we get there. So. Um, We've uh, we've been in contention for some wins there. Uh, finished second there a, a few years back, but um, you know, definitely, definitely, uh, it, it's an opportunity for us, and, and we're looking forward to the challenge. Grant, when you run Homestead Miami Speedway, uh, been there, watched uh, you know championship for championship weekend back in the day. Uh, been there a couple of years and watched the races. Uh, the one year I was there, I want to say it was Kale Gale. Uh, that pulled a real surpriser on the Friday night and beat, uh, you know, Kyle Busch uh, to the line and won himself a race that night. It was exciting, like all get out. Uh, It's not your typical, uh, like, mile-and-a-half style racetrack. Uh, Homestead Miami Speedway, you guys are really, really hauling the mail there. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the the best mile-and-a-halves we go to. Um, you can move around there from, from the top to the bottom. Um, a lot of times on older tires, you know, that the, the, the top becomes dominant, but it doesn't have to in the truck racers. So, um, it seems like one and two, you, you can run, you know, wherever you want to. It seems like in, in years past, I've been almost better off running the middle of the track towards, towards the bottom in one and two, but, uh, but then running, running the wall there in three and four. But, you got plenty of options. Um, it's definitely a driver's track, a place that you're going to be out of the throttle a lot more than we normally are these mile and a half. Um, but the progressive banking just just makes for a great show. So um, it's uh, it's still a place, you know, because we're we're truck racing and because NASCAR has the the rules that they they do. It's still a place where track position matters, but it doesn't matter quite as much as as the other places we go to because you you got so many so many lanes you can use. So qualifying will come up for you is, uh, when you do get to the track. Uh, will you put huge emphasis on qualifying? Of course, everybody wants the pole. Uh, but do you, you know, maybe give a little bit uh, for, you know, the race as opposed to the qualifying effort? Uh, is that uh, logical or sensible or not really? For us, it'll be all about race stuff, um, you know, which, you know, <laughs> Like it, like it has been for about 80% of the races this year, we're only getting a 20-minute practice. So um, if you did a qualifying run during that, that, that's pretty much all you would be able to get in. So we'll be doing race stuff, and then for qualifying, we'll, uh, we'll hope we guess right. Yeah, and go after it. I know you will. Uh, always great watching you behind the wheel of the truck. 
upgrade the season for us. I know uh, the pandemic's sort of in the rearview mirror. I know everybody's still got to be safe. But uh, people are back at the track. And, you know, the pandemic, uh, it's, it wore its welcome out. It's gone. Uh, the, the year has got to feel totally different. Uh, but score the year for us, will you, in the 23? How have you, uh, how have you enjoyed the season? Yeah, overall, um, you know, talking about the pandemic and all, there there is none of that anymore down here. So, uh, so yeah, come on down here if you you, you want some uh, you, you want some good old fashioned like like it was, but before the pandemic. So, lots of campers, lots of fans at, at most of these races, and um, that that's been enjoyable. We've gotten back to, to to normal down here, so we're having autograph sessions again. We're 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 meeting and greeting the fans, and we've been doing that all year long. So. That's uh, that's definitely been a great feeling to, to, you know, have some normalcy because for a year and a half there, from the middle of the way through 2020 when we started back racing all the way through through 21, basically, it was, um, you know, it's tough. Um, there, people people weren't always allowed at the track. Uh, there was instances where where they wouldn't even let let my wife, you know, stay with me when when we were at the races and and, and stuff like that and. Um, yeah, we're we're 100 percent back to normal now, and that, that's a great great feeling. But but us on the 23, we've uh, you know we we had a subpar first half of the season. I'd, I'd give us a a D, you know, from from Daytona to to basically you know the midpoint of the season, and um, you know about the time that the second half of the season started, we we started building some momentum and and building some speed. We didn't put all the races together. Um, that, that we could, but, but we started building and, and we found the direction that, that we were looking for and, and we started going down that road. And, um, you know, GMS Fabrication is, is built, built us some trucks. We, we had a brand new one at Richmond, uh, about a month ago. We're going to have another brand new one here at Homestead. So we're, um, you know, <laughs> our second half of the season to this point, I'd, I'd give us a B there. We finally got into victory lane there at IRP. We've uh, we've had a lot of top fives here lately. We've we've run solid. We're, we're still not a we're not a weekly contender. We, we're not we're not leading enough laps. We're, we don't have the sheer speed that that uh, that we're used to at GMS racing and, and that I'm used to. But uh, but the effort is there. I'm telling you, Joe. This there is more effort behind this 23 Champion Power Equipment Chevy um, than, than I've ever had in my entire career. So. I'm extremely thankful for, for GMS racing and, and Chevrolet for, for that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, started out subpar, but, but we're getting there for sure. Absolutely. Watching, uh, especially when the chase all started coming around, uh, Grant, your numbers were right there. Uh, you were like a top five truck each and every time you hit the track or very, very close to it. Uh, and you know what? That's what you need to be at the time you need to be at. Uh, and uh, that's what I love watching about you. Uh, when I watch you out there with all the other cast of characters that you race against, uh, Grand Endfinger, you got to be a threat to win each and every time you belt in uh, to that truck, and uh, it's always cool to see. What does it look like for 2023, or have you uh, crossed that bridge yet? Is it a multi-year deal? Will we see you back behind the wheel of the 23 next year as well? Yes, I'll, I'll be back behind the, the wheel of the number 23 champion power equipment Chevy again with, uh, with GMS racing. So, um, it's a great, great feeling to, uh, to, to have all that stuff done. And, and that's been done, um, for, for quite a while. So it's, it's, uh, great to go into the, the off season or we're soon to be going into the off season knowing, knowing, hey, 
going to be back with uh, with with really good stuff with an elite team again and um, have uh, have opportunities to to win more races and, and and chase a championship. Nah, it's all building blocks, isn't it? Like what you guys started with at the beginning of the year. You take a look at the way things are now. Uh, and you're going to have a big finish. You got uh, Homestead Miami Speedway, and then off into Phoenix to cap the season off. But like you say, uh, to, to know that you don't even have to think about next year, other than what you guys have learned this year, to be able to adapt it to next year. Uh, big finish this year, and then uh, lights out for 2023. Away you go. Uh, you're going to be star- strong right from Daytona forward, Grant. With any luck at all any luck at all i'll be with you at daytona come february uh i'm really looking forward to uh getting something uh going uh uh, really miss the times uh being down there and uh you know getting getting up with you guys and uh really looking forward to hopefully getting down there in february but uh we'll be watching from canada in the big finish for 2022 uh, how's Wilbur doing? How's uh, How's Wilbur hanging out? Wilbur's good. The, the family's all good. So, um, you know, Wilbur Wilbur stayed back from our our big trip to Talladega. We actually just got back in a, a couple hours ago. But but uh, my my wife's good. The, the kids good, and and everybody's always asking about the pig. But but Wilbur is is just fine. <laughs> Gotta love it, buddy. Uh, this has been great catching up with you. Uh, this won't be the last time. We'll get you back on here. Uh, I'll be bugging you to get you back on here, and we'll talk. Hopefully, uh, Homestead Miami Speedway or Phoenix or something. We'll get you back on here and catch up. But good luck from here to the end. Uh, know that uh, you got a bunch of race fans on uh, the Canadian side as well as the U.S. side. Grand Enfigure, always appreciate the time. That sounds great, Joe. Thank you. You betcha. That's Grand Enfigure. Watch for him at Homestead Miami Speedway. Uh, believe you me, uh, if you're new to the truck series, you've got to queue into this truck. Uh, this guy can really, really make it happen. And you will not find a nicer driver in the pit area um, at, at any track. If you're going to be at Homestead Miami Speedway and there's meet and greets up, you want to meet the driver of the GMS 23. Uh, it, they just quite truthfully don't get any better than Mr. Grand Anfinger. Uh, and he's uh, got to be a threat to win each and every time in that truck. Uh, got to put it out once again to this week's winner, uh, Matt Benedetto goes to victory lane, gets his first NASCAR win. I think back to Daytona, and it's got to be, what was the last trip I made to Daytona? Uh, I don't know what year it was. So I'm going to say five, six years ago. Uh, I, I was standing at Media Day, and there was a guy standing off to the side. And I went over and started chatting him up and uh, knew he was the driver. Uh, didn't recognize him, though. And lo and behold, it was Matt Benedetto. And uh, Matt and I stood there and talked for about 20 minutes. Uh, he was coming into NASCAR. Uh, it, it, I'll tell you what, he was excited to be there and uh, to see him today, to know what he's gone through, through the Cup Series and through all the stuff that uh, Matty has gone through, uh, to see him finally, finally getting that checkered flag. Uh, good on him. Uh, it would be great to catch up with him again, and we'll try and reach out to Matt Benedetto and see if we can get him on the show, maybe in the off season. 
uh, and we'll be able to talk about this. I don't think it would matter if you talk to Matt six months, a year from now or 10 years from now. The feeling of today never, ever will leave. And Matt Benedetto would probably be as excited uh, six months from now to talk about the uh, you know, the weekend that was this weekend and that first victory. It'll be fresh right in his mind. So uh, we look forward to the day of hopefully, hopefully catching up with Matt Benedetto. We're going to hit this break. Uh, when we come back, I'm not sure whether we're going to have a Flamborough Speedway update. I don't know whether we're going to have JP from uh, Peterborough Speedway. Um, did I just say Flamborough twice? Flamborough Speedway is happening right now. Uh, next weekend is the Autumn Colors Classic weekend. Uh, we're going to try and get JP on the show. Uh, we're going to go somewhere. I'm not exactly sure on the other side of the break, um, but uh, everything's fluid because we still have races happening as we speak here in Ontario. Uh, so we're going to do our best to get you the latest uh, right here, live on Race Time Radio. So stay with us. Final break, right here. Poor pitiful me, roaming through them trees. Won't you help me out in the North Country? Underneath them pines, in the green flush scenery. From coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Talks. Canada Talks. Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th and 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Right, man, you're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. You know you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features. And late models and junior late models along with Outlaw Midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Pierbro Speedway in Pure Country, bringing you to Crown Jewel All Racing the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit PeterboroughSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver! Good job! Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. 
also live on racetimeradio.com. Don't forget to check us out on our new YouTube channel at Racetime Radio TV. You can get that on YouTube. Ah, but what do you say we get back to the hotline and welcome in our next guest. He owns Peterborough Speedway and is staring at the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. It's coming up next weekend, and you can bet JP has been burning the candle at both ends. Uh, let's welcome him into the hotline. JP, what's going on? How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Fan? Just, uh, getting back to the house here, so... Good deal. Uh, how are things shaping up for the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend? Uh, stuff shaping up well. There's the little added twist this year was the uh, the storm that came through in May, so we were still uh, they're coming to put a roof on the tower tomorrow. So that's uh, getting ready for the Autumn Colors is always a crazy adventure, but uh, it just made it a little crazier. So, But uh, things are coming together good. Lots of people have been out there helping out and place is looking amazing and we had a bit of an open practice this afternoon and just putting all the wheels in motion you gotta love it jp and uh trust me when i say fans you do not want to miss one moment of the autumn colors classic weekend if you've never been to peterborough speedway and witnessed the autumn colors classic weekend then, uh, well, first you got to be new because uh, everybody in the province heads to Peterborough Speedway uh, for the big weekend. And we've even had drivers come from far uh, to jump in to the Autumn Colors Classic weekend. Uh, it's iconic. It's big. And, uh, man, it's action from Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. It goes all the way through. JP, how are things shaping up? Is there any camping left available? Can fans still get a campsite, or are they pretty well scooped for that now? Oh, those those are scooped up oh, probably three, four months ago. And uh, we luckily uh, there's been a couple people that had, you know, had some come open, so we've been able to help some people out. But uh, yeah, camping is. We have what do we have? Two hundred twenty-six sites, and you know, they're all sold out at this point in life. Yeah, gotta love it when that comes together. That's a good sign. Uh, how about hotel rooms? Is there any left in Peterborough that you know of? Or uh... I think I think we're better this year with hotel rooms um, because there used to be a hockey tournament on the same weekend. Right, we pretty well wiped everything out from here to Oshawa, um, but they're running on a different weekend this year. So it's um, it's a, there are some options in town to stay in hotels right now. That's good. That's good. Uh, you know, and uh, the, the local establishments have really, really got to turn to Peterborough Speedway and thank uh, thank you guys for doing what you do because there is a lot of economic impact for the Peterborough market when the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend takes shape. Uh, you've got a lot of divisions running over the course of the weekend. Yeah, and it's actually you mentioned about the local businesses because it's funny, a lot of there's businesses like the Tim Hortons at my end of town and other. they will actually call and ask when the Autumn Colors is so they can, you know, staff accordingly. Yeah, ramp up the staffing. That's a, that's a good plan. I've been in those lineups and uh, got kind of a welcome sight when they uh, turn the wick up like the Speedway. Uh, to, to, to get get the people rolled through. But you got a lot coming up, all starting Friday night. Let's start with that. Yeah, so we have uh, actually added uh, junior lakes this year, so we're running 10 divisions in total. 
Um, so we opened Thursday night for parking, and we're doing a, a pit party again this uh, Thursday night from 7 till uh, 10 o'clock with live music and a barbecue for the drivers. And then uh, we fire off on Friday with uh, practice and tech. And then uh, racing will start on the Friday night. Um, and we do uh, mainly basically do first round qualifying on the Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception this year, we're going to do uh, both rounds of qualifying for the, uh, the Oscar Hot Rods on the Friday night, and uh, they get to be split over to two nights. And then um, we do a last chance. Hold on. We do a non-winners race for the Legends. Sorry. just uh, Yeah. No problem, bud. You got a lot coming at you. And then we do, uh, and then we do second round qualifying for everybody on the Saturday. Um, gates will open at two thirty. Racing start at three thirty on Saturday, and um, then we throw the hot rods, the Oscar modifieds, into the mix. They replace the hot rods on the Saturday, so they're going to be doing both their qualifying races on Saturday, and then we the pro sprints and the outlaw midgets along with the junior lights, they're going to do all their all their heats and features on the Saturday night. And then the Legends this year are going to be doing a 30-lap feature on, on the Saturday night, which will set them up for a 30-lap feature on the Sunday. So we've changed that from a heat to a 30-lap feature. Cool. And then uh, whatever B features that we need or last-chance races, we'll run them off on Saturday night still just to set up uh, the lineups for Sunday. Now, it's a special event weekend, uh, but there is championships that are on the line. I look at Oscar. I would imagine they're modified. Their hot rod champions will be crowned at Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Is that true? That is true. They um, they set uh, those championships. And I'm not, as, not sure on the midgets, but I'm going to guess that they will be crowning their champions, too. Um because I know with Oscar, it's always been crucial that we try and get both their heats in, even if we get into inclement weather, because the championships, you know, sometimes are extremely close, and mm-hmm. they want to make sure they can get all the points they need. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to go back and, uh, you know, try, try and make it up or twist it in some, you know, way or uh, form or what have you. Uh, this way here, they're going to get their races in. And really, JP, when you look at it, you got three-day window uh, to get a lot of races in. And I know you got a lot of races, but uh, fans got to know when they head to Peterborough Speedway, they're heading into race country and the biggest show in all of Ontario, all of Canada, really, uh, on this weekend. This is the one that uh, pulls everything together. I know uh, Tim Terry, we had him on the show uh, last week, and, uh, you know, Tim and I talked about Autumn Colors, he was there last year, I believe, or could have been the year before that with Robbie Thompson uh, coming out of the East Coast to Canada. And I think back, JP, I think back uh, now quite a few years ago, but I was sitting in the grandstand and Tim Terry was up there for the very first time to see Autumn Colors. I was on him all summer long saying, Tim, you got to check this race out. And lo and behold, he did. He come up, checked it out. And uh, I know watching the broadcast last night for the Tirecraft 200 out there, Timmy was talking about Autumn Colors and, uh, you know, really hoping that he was going to be able to make his way up here once again. Uh, you get fans and competitors that come from across the country. Is there 
anybody that uh, maybe we don't know of right now that is coming that has maybe tipped their hand saying, hey, we're coming, JP? There's been a bunch of interest, but nobody's tipped their hand and committed saying that they are coming. So, um, you know, from far distances, I mean, uh, you know, Gary Elliott obviously has made his way back here. I think he was at Flamborough today, so, uh, you know, he'll be joining us again for the Autumn Colors. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Canada's Iron Man. You know he's got to love uh, showing up at Peterborough Speedway. He's one of those fixtures as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because, you know, people come from everywhere, and it's uh, come out of the States. They come out of it every year. You know, you have people from Calgary. and I mean, it is. And, you know, our format, the three days with the Monday as actually a fallback on the rain date, uh, you know, it allows us, you know, to adjust things and to make sure that we can put that show on. Um, and that's, uh, you know, the odd person, you know, sometimes some of the series are asking, like, oh, can't we do one days? And it's like, well, you know, it's with this format and the weather, you know, it has worked well. This is 29th year for this event. Uh, should have been the 30th because we skipped one because of COVID. Right. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it allows us to uh, adjust and it puts on, you know, the racing, I mean, Sunday. You know, when we fire at 12.30 on Sunday, we have features right through till, you know, late into that evening. And, uh, you know, we run uh, run seven features on the Sunday and uh, three features on the Saturday night. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, you know, if you've never been to this event, it's, uh, we're somewhere in that always 200 to 250 race cars over all the divisions. And uh, it is just, it's an event, the camping and everything, and live music on two nights, and definitely uh, we'll get your racing fix. <laughs> yeah, you will. And the action, and every year there's, you know, I remember, uh, what was it, going back to 2019 when Dan Archibald and Colton Everham got together. Yeah. And then everywhere I went that winter in the States, they were like, Hey, was that your track with that videos on? <laughs> you know, so it just uh, it, there's a lot of recognition to this event. Yes, there sure is. Uh, you know, I think back to some of those magic moments of Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, and uh, you know, I, I often think of. Uh, Todd Davenport, back when he was running his uh, uh, Thunder Car back then, uh, the guys created a crown. Uh, that would uh, be passed on each year at Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Uh, when a guy would win that particular Thunder Car race, uh, he got the crown and he got to hang on to that crown for the full year until the next year. And uh, if he won again, well, I guess he got to keep the crown. But if he didn't, he had to pass it on. Is that yep. tradition still going on today? That crown is sitting in my office right now for for the Autumn Colors again. It already came. It came back to us, and it's sitting here. So, isn't that amazing, uh, JP? How did that start? Who started that? I honestly don't know. It just—I'd have to do some digging. Like it just—it appeared, and it was like, what well, you know, <laughs> didn't pay much attention to it the first year, and then it's like it came back, and I'm like, oh, and then people are like, well, here's the crown, and like then it all of a sudden became, you know, now we're having to look after it because yeah. you know, making sure we get our crown back every year and. 
I can well imagine. And it is, uh, it's one of those deals, man. You want to win that. If you're a Thundercar driver, uh, you definitely want to put that crown on the top of your head. It means that you beat the best in Canada. And you did it at the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. JP, Pro Late Models are going to be uh, definitely one of the highlights of the weekend. Running the 167 this year. Uh, that's going to be a long race for those guys. Uh, it, it's going to be uh, quite a show. Yeah, it's uh, we switched that race in 2018 to 167 laps when we combined the divisions, and uh, you know it's last year uh, it came down to Kimball and Jr. for the last 15 or 20 laps, and I think they traded the lead probably 10 times, and it's uh, it's it's lived up to be an excellent show. It's uh, you know there's nobody that's really ran away with that race um, because with that distance, you know, the tire management and all that stuff and the competition yellow, there's a lot of strategy that starts to come into this race, which uh, you know, gives the fans a really good, uh, really good show. JP, you're not just the promoter at Peterborough Speedway. You do have a race car. You've been racing a long time. Now, will you partake in the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, or is it just way, way too much for you, and you'll do your racing after the Speedway closes down for the year? Uh, my next race will be Waterford Speed Bowl on the 29th of this month. Um, as you running like pro late, super late, you know, it's 110, 120% effort. You can't run in a racetrack and run a car at the same time and be successful at both. Yeah, I can well imagine because you put everything you've got into whatever you do, and that's the cool part uh, about Peterborough Speedway. It's a cool part about watching the 24 car, too, when you get behind the wheel. Yeah, no, you, yeah, we've always been that way, and uh, you know, my family's there doing cooking breakfast every be here every uh, morning at 8 a.m. You can uh, for the people that are camping out in the campground, and uh, you know, it just we always we're always trying to improve, make it better, and uh, you know give the fans create a better experience. And uh, you know, every year we're like, how are we going to make it better? And every year we somehow do something different. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. are like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, let's do that again. Let's do that again. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Uh, tickets for fans. Uh, if they're going to come for the full weekend, is there a weekend pass? Is there availability where, you know, they buy them ahead of time? Or what's the situation there? You can buy them by the day too, right? Yes. So we have both. We have day passes. We have a weekend pass. Uh, weekend pass by far the best deal. Sixty-five dollars gets you in for all three days. Um, and we have two options. You can go to our website and click through on buy tickets. You can buy them ahead on Event Sprout, or if you're coming to the track, you can uh, you can buy them at the ticket window. Um, obviously, ticket window is only cash, but uh, if you want to run it on a credit card, you can uh, do it ahead of time. And uh, I think the Sunday. Sunday's going to be $40 for spectators. The Friday night is 20 and I believe the Saturday's 30 Dynamite. But, uh, Dynamite so value. Even if you're coming for the two days, we still offer the weekend pass on the Saturday because you're cheaper to buy a weekend pass than pay Saturday and Sunday individually. And then uh, you get the Friday on top of that at no charge. 
Well, you're not going to get better value than that for what the fan can get. The Autumn Colors Classic Weekend is the weekend that you definitely want to get your final fix of short track racing here in this country. Uh, Peterborough Speedway is where you're going to want to be. And by the look of it, and I don't want to jinx nothing, I'm touching wood, uh, touching the top of my head, JP. The forecast does look conducive of really good racing for all three days right now. Yeah, I, I've over the years I've stopped sort of looking at the forecast. So. <laughs> Because we sit here and then it's like it calls for rain for like nine days. And you know, we always, we've had snow, we've had rain, we've lost days. Actually, we've been fogged out before. We couldn't see the backstretch. But, uh, you know, we've always made it work. And uh, as long as it's sunny, that's all that matters. But I've been at Autumn Colors where I'm sitting there in a T-shirt, nicer at Autumn Colors weekend than it has been on some July weekends at some of the short tracks. I can guarantee you uh, that it is the place to be. And uh, what's the, what's the the color the color at right now? Uh, out uh, when you're sitting at the speedway and looking out, the colors are always dynamite. How are they looking right now? Actually, about four days ago, I said, "Wow, this place is way too green." But in the last two days, with the chillier nights. It's starting to spin, and I think it'll look, it'll be really good next week. Yeah, amazing. And the drive to the Speedway, uh, you know what? I always did that Highway 7 run and uh, come out and around, sometimes go up Horseshoe Valley Way. Uh, it's always been a, a beautiful run to Peterborough Speedway, and I'm looking forward to doing it again next weekend. Uh, JP, this has been great catching up with you. Um, I can't thank you enough for the time. And uh, can't thank you enough uh, from all the race fans and competitors for all the emphasis that you, your family, and your whole staff puts into the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. You do a phenomenal job, bud, and you don't get near the credit that you deserve for what you do and what you do in this sport. Uh, Peterborough Speedway is a cornerstone, and uh, it's definitely one that's got to be on every race fan's uh, book to make it out to and uh, good part is we got a big one coming up next weekend well thank you very much uh, it's, uh yeah family we've always uh love love the sport of racing and love doing what we do so that's uh probably shows through with what we do but it's uh just for the love of racing and just uh, you know shows that to make it our business Absolutely. You guys do a phenomenal job. I know we'll get you back on the show, JP, and we'll leave you alone next weekend because I know you're going to be super busy. But uh, we will be in touch before you go green and get back behind the wheel. Uh, look forward to that part of it as well down south. Sounds good. You betcha. JP, thanks so much for the time. Thank you very much. You betcha. JP Josie from uh, Peterborough Speedway. Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Man, it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, it is coming up next weekend. You do not want to miss it. Uh, the, the weather looks spectacular. So make your plans uh, and get the guys, get the whole family, and head for Peterborough Speedway Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, it's going to truly be amazing uh, to see. Sue, I uh, want to see if you can grab me Junior on the hotline. He is down at uh, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, I'm going to try and get you a quick update from the Speedway, uh, if possible. 
Uh, we're going to try and get you that before we wrap up. Uh, things getting close to the top of the hour, and we will be handing it back to Sirius XM at the top of the hour. Lots of great programming here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Uh, been the proud home of Race Time Radio for uh, over 10 years now uh, and counting. Uh, next weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend, uh, we won't be on the air next weekend. Uh, we plan on heading to Peterborough Speedway and uh, being part of the action down there and seeing absolutely everybody. Uh, so we won't be on the air next Sunday night as normal. We will be back uh, the following Sunday night, uh, all live here on Sirius XM. So just a programming note there. Uh, we will see you all at Peterborough Speedway. But let's get back to the hotline, shall we, and bring in Junior. He's, of course, not here in the studio, hasn't been for a couple of weeks. He's been uh, foot to the floor doing some spotting. He was today at Flamborough Speedway, and that's where he is right now. What's going on, Junior? How are you? Uh, you guys got the wrong number. It's Brandon McFerrin again. Oh, we got Brandon McFerrin again. Well, we'll have to get <laughs> <laughs> That is too funny. Uh, I thought you guys wanted to do another interview. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go back on the line. <laughs> too funny. <laughs> uh, my wife dialed. Uh, my son, my, my, my wife didn't dial my son, <laughs> but Brandon, you did a good job, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're going to try and get Junior on the hotline. That's what we'll do. We'll slide Brandon back down uh, and uh, we'll throw it back to Sue as uh, time is clicking away here. Uh, we got to put it out to Chase Elliott as well today. I don't know whether you've seen the cup race or not, but probably one of the best uh, super speedway races uh, that I've seen in uh, a lot of years. Uh, today, watch the cup race start to finish, and uh, that Napa Chevrolet goes to victory lane. He did it, uh, w made a masterful move, and there wasn't the big wreck at the end this time, uh, which was really welcoming. There was a lot of good side-by-side -side racing all day long. Uh, the 12 car was up there. The 34 of Michael McDowell finishes third, no stranger to uh, a good finishing position on a super speedway. Michael McDowell is the real deal in that loves uh, machine. He did a great job today, finishes up the race third, and we will try the hotline once again. Maybe my son. I don't know. Maybe we've got Brandon again. Who, who have I got? Oh, we definitely have your son. Ah, there we go. Junior, how are you, buddy? Hey, uh, cool. Oh, I bet. Cool. Cool out there. Uh, how did the racing go today? Uh, it was, uh, it was good. It was, uh, the racing itself was great. There was, uh, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of hard-nosed short track racing, and I think the fans got their money's worth. It's, uh, you know, auto, you know, uh, these, these playoff season races go. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of hurry up and wait, and and uh, but that being said, there was also a lot of great racing. So uh, hats off to Mike Schmidt and all the boys for uh, putting on a whale of a show. Uh, it was definitely uh, it was encouraging to see. There was a good crowd. Uh, there was a lot of cars. I mean, when's the last time you see twenty seven late models take the green at a special uh, in in Ontario? Uh, last last little few years has been uh, a little bit light on the car count and and. Uh, uh, you can't say the same thing about this weekend. There was uh, there was great cars uh, uh, front to back and and uh, uh, a solid super stock count, a good midget count, and, and by all accounts, 
uh, Saturday was a great show as well. So um, they, uh, uh, the, the racing gods got, uh, they shined down upon uh, Mr. Castelli and, and Mike Schmidt and all the guys. And uh, you can't ask for a better thing than that. Oh, no. Uh, well said. Well said. You know, the emphasis into the weekend, uh, they pour a lot into it. And uh, by the sounds of it, they were rewarded this weekend with good car counts uh, and uh, good, good fans. That's the way you want to see a big event finish up uh, for Flamborough Speedway. Uh, they did uh, just just an amazing job. The 29 car gets the pole for today's race. Ryan Kimball's had a good car, Joe. Yeah, Ryan Kimball had a great car. Um, he, uh, he proved it all night long. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, uh, over at Autumn Colors, too, I think. And uh, uh, towards the end of the season, uh, they really came to life in the APC series. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he proved it once again today. He was, he was strong. He uh, laid down a really fast lap, and, and uh, you know, he was there on uh, – on lap uh, 98, I guess, when uh, when Gressel and, and uh, Fitzpatrick started duking it out, um, the 29 actually made his way up to second spot in that uh, exchange. And uh, unfortunately, there was a late race yellow for a green white checkered, uh, kind of trapped Kimball up top and uh, allowed Fitzpatrick to get back around him. But uh, uh, a really really strong outing for the 29, a really strong outing for the 81 as well. And and uh, obviously Fitzpatrick, uh, uh, you know, continued his, uh, his dominance uh, in the front half of the field uh, uh, with a, a solid second-place finish for the 84. Uh, with the 55 stickered on the side, of course, he, uh, he ran uh, Chris House's car for the first round of the Triple Crown. Uh, that's why he's seen a 55 on the door of the 84 machine uh, for, for this weekend. But... Uh, uh, yeah, just uh, it was definitely a good race. There was uh, there was you know no real hard feelings after just uh, good short track racing. Um, there was definitely contact, um, and uh, you know Jr. in contact. Uh, you know you know any short track racer in contact. Um, you know it was uh, you know it was it was well received, but uh, in the same respect, uh, uh, you know there's uh, the, the memory bank. Uh, uh, you know, it never stops filling up. So uh, it was uh, it was quite the uh, it was quite the, the final few laps. There was there was lots of root and gouging, and and uh, Gressel ended up coming out on top. And, and hats off to him. It was a, it was a great show for the eighty one. Yeah, good stuff. The uh, it, now the fifty five of Fitzpatrick. Then does he win the Grisdale Triple Crown with the combined stuff? Yes, yes. Uh, I guess unofficially because when I left, the car was still in tech. Right. Uh, but uh, but uh, unofficially, he's the winner of the Triple Crown, um, and uh, that's uh, you know his first Triple Crown. By the sounds of it, he was he was definitely excited about it. Good deal, Junior. Thanks for the update. I only got a minute left to sign off, but uh, you have a safe trip home. And uh, I know Peterborough Speedway uh, is going to be the place to be next weekend. Absolutely. You betcha, Junior. Thanks so much. We'll catch up with you soon. You got her. You betcha. Joe Chisholm Jr. on the hotline. Busy guy. Uh, and he's going to be busy again next weekend. But uh, that is going to do it for us tonight, live on Race Time Radio. Got to thank Susie Q right here in the Race Time Radio studio and uh, the guys back in Toronto for hooking us up. And I got to thank you for tuning in all live on Race Time Radio. We won't be with you next Sunday night 
as normal. We will be back in two weeks on Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Have a happy Thanksgiving weekend next weekend, everybody, and we will catch you the Sunday after. Have a good, safe one, and we'll see you at Peterborough Speedway. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy. Excellent.